Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here, and it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Well, we got some thunderstorms rolling through around here. But They've just gone through, and it was absolutely scary for a short period of was time. It? It's pretty dark, I, but I thought the, the one now just before we started here and we came down into the studio was I, I, I even said to my wife, this is the kind of thunderstorm that I would sit on the front porch and watch. It's just light enough that it feels breezy and airy and the rain coming down. It's kind of one of them cool ones. But the roof stayed on your house and you're still good. So yeah, it, it's a great one. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not clacking my heels. We are no. good to go. All right, and sitting beside me, as always, the patriarch of Redneck Country, my father, real redneck, Domilar dad, is your Mike Hot. It's hot. I'm here. I just beat the rain, too, coming in the front door when it started. Just, just beat the rain. I texted him, are you coming? And then he, I looked up, and he was walking through the front door, and then the rain started coming down. I've so you had that timed out quite well. I appreciate your ability to control the weather like that. It never rains on me. Oh, grief. <laughs> I keep telling them when we head out Wednesday nights to the gun club, oh, look at the clouds. It's raining. Look at this. I thought, Every night it. but Wednesday. Why Wednesday? Yeah. And I keep telling them it will not sh- rain while we're shooting. And it never does. It's either just rained or it rains after we're done. But Unless it's a competition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it goes sideways and, and then it's, all, and all then, different directions. And then you're nine targets from 100 straight and they blow the horn to get off the line. Yeah, I've had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my cup of tea and my clear podcast mug, and I'm good to go. Outstanding. That's the best way to go. I'm telling you right yep. now. It was a, got my cup of tea delivered uh, as well just before the podcast delivered. started. And I'm thinking it's going to be a good chat tonight and just bouncing back and forth here. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. I think we do. I think we have a lot, of t- lot yeah. to talk about because we are now... Summer's pretty much kicked off, so oh yeah, we're active. yeah we're we're in high gear for all kinds of stuff here. Yeah, so let's <laughs> talk about outdoors. So yeah, I think you, you need to go first. I know it might be a sure? dangerous thing, Don, for to, to talk have Todd talk at the beginning of this. Nobody else is going to get a word in, but I'll we can try to them. hear a little bit about some uh, some kayak bass fishing tournament. I'll keep nuts uh, that. Yeah. So where did we leave off on my last venture? So. Got the kayak. We already know that. Got the trolling motor. Got the fish fighter. Got everything. Battleship. It's ready to rock. We've done the test runs. We've done all that jazz. I went on. We're we're at the point now. Fast forward all the way ahead. Is if everybody's listened to the previous podcast where we've had you and Tebow and <laughs> Turner on bugging you about your bass fishing tournament experience or uh, lack thereof, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and, and now, and you, now you're entering uh, <laughs> entering a tournament last weekend, pass right? Well, yeah. So and it was yeah. So it what I found out after I entered the tournament was you can't use a motor. So that kind of set me back a little bit, but we're still going through with it. So. Uh, my brother-in-law has now bought a kayak and he's like ever, ever since going to mine. So he bought one right before the tournament and he's like, let's do it. And he, we got him outfitted, got him ready to rock. We loaded him up on a trailer. We headed North. So we drove three and a half hours. We fished. It was the tri lakes. So pigeon Lake, buckhorn Lake and Kamacha Lake or something like that. Um, I, 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 I can't remember what that one was cause I wasn't even going to fish it. So no. uh, luckily, so the deal is you have to launch and so there's so many rules and it blows my mind. So I went on ahead of time and I told you about the the intro for new uh, 
participants. Yeah, you, it wasn't a very good experience and, for Yeah, and I was saying, yeah, the guy, you know, he was kind of like, here, uh, let's get this over with. You know, don't text me, blah, 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 blah. And, and so I hadn't really felt him out. So I, I, I looked at the weather forecast and seen that it was going to be windy and rain. All yeah, freaking day. It's still going. It's still, as far as I'm concerned, it has not stopped since no. last Saturday. Oh. Like it's been oh. now we're six days in or something like that. So it's been absolutely insane. So we said, okay, we're going to do this thing. So they have a captain's meeting on. Well, actually, sorry. I thought, what can I do? If it's going to rain and just come straight down and okay, the wind, hope maybe the wind stops. But if it's just coming straight down, I just hate being like that wet. So, yeah, I'll get a rain suit. But I went and bought a beach umbrella and I thought I'll, I'll hook this Did thing into my. It? Well, hold on. I thought I'm going to hook this thing into my fishing pole holder. And that's perfect because it's high enough. It's out of my way. I'm sitting down. This is genius. And then if it is windy, who cares if I can't use a trolling motor? Now I got me a sale. <laughs> so anyway, I thought, all right. So I went and bought it. I put it on. I, put, I made a post on the tournament site. And I said, hey, I just checked the weather. First time tournament goer, folks, just letting you know, if you see this kayak screaming by you like a racing sailboat, just mind your own freaking business. And I put it up there. It's kind of funny. And what do I get back? But the gentleman... <laughs> that runs the tournament it says um you're not allowed to use anything but manpower to move your kayak so you cannot use that as a sale the rules stay i'm like dude come on give me a break <laughs> totally joking but you then i'm thinking no wait, a minute, wait a minute so i was almost gonna fire back and i, I like i was just that's who i am and and then who else i am is a bit of a antagonist so once i see something i have a hard time and my brother-in-law seen it message me he's like don't do it don't you're gonna get you're gonna get kicked out before we even get there because <laughs> he knew what i was fixing to fire on there but regardless i was gonna put back well does that mean that i can't cast a line unless i'm anchored because drifting is not manpower. Yeah. That's water, which is nature, which is the same as the wind. I'm really surprised you didn't get kicked out of this tournament. <laughs> I know. I think the only saving grace is COVID rules. I don't have to meet anybody. I can just go yeah. go and launch. But so because of COVID rules, you don't meet. You don't have a blast off. You can go from any public. And the way that the rules are stated is you just can't launch from from a private spot. So you can't have like my parents own a cottage there or your, your uncle or your friend and go to the cottage on the lake and launch from there because it has to be open to anybody. You can pull over on the side of the road, find a spot, drag your kayak in. And as long as anybody else can, you're good to go. So yeah, you got equal rights, equal it, opportunities, equal I guess. Opportunity. Uh, for yeah. everybody. Yep. So i found a cottage that was right on the lake we wanted to fish, Buckhorn Lake, which was recommended by uh, the Almost guy yep. and uh, Mr. Bill Tom himself. <laughs> no, no, thank you, Bill. But reg- now hey, I should well, say that. You yeah, know what? I, I, I'll okay, get we'll there. Get, I'll we'll get, get there. Into this. I'll get there. So we we get we rented a studio cottage. I said to my brother, I already got a cottage. Yeah, like I had it rented before he was he was coming. So I said, I already got a cottage. We're good to go. So we uh, I get there. My only concern was. The launch, after I got thinking about it, was, wait a minute, are they going to disqualify me because I'm staying at a, I've rented a cottage at a resort, and there's like, they got like 15 cottages in their own dock, because, and I even said to you, Bill, do you think this is going to be a problem the night before? I thought, man, maybe 
I'm, I'm violating a rule because I rented a cottage and not everybody can use this dock. So I called and I said, Hey, your dock, is it public? And they said, Nope, you got to rent the cottage, use the dock. I'm like, uh Oh, so I thought, okay, well, we'll, when we get there, maybe we'll drive around and see if there's just a spot we could dump in, or we go find a public boat launch and, and pay whatever we got to pay or a conservation area, whatever we got to do. So screw it. We're still going. I still got the cottage book. Let's, let's figure this out. It's, it's an adventure. So away we go. We start a trek off. We get there. I get to the cottage. Well, the way that it worked was the cottage is right on the side of the road and it's a, it's a fire route and it goes right up to Buckhorn Lake. And so like the road ends at Buckhorn Lake and right to the left is the docks and their office building. And our cottage is just three cottages back from the office, office building. I I pull over on the side of the road and I'm at the cottage. And so the, the ramp to use to uh, maybe my wording was wrong because I asked the guy at the cottage, can anybody use your boat dock? And I, what I meant was to dock a boat. Maybe me saying boat ramp because yeah, I think the confusion was a little bit probably good. there. And I was just like, okay. And I didn't tell him I rented the car. I just was calling. And so when I get there, there's a big sign, public boat, boat ramp. There's no fees, no nothing. No it's fees. public. See, that's awesome. And so, and it's right there on the road, like that I'm parked on. It, and it's, it goes right into Buckhorn Lake, right where we wanted to be, dude. It was perfect. The only problem was I can't use my freaking motor. <laughs> so it, morning comes 6 a.m. You can be lines in at six. So we're going to be on the water before that. So we get up at five and getting all our gear ready, drag our kayaks. Well, there's other guys coming down with kayaks. So now I know we're good because they're all using the public launch. And well, away they go. In the tournament too? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's 100, 107 entrants. So you, you ran into other people that were in the tournament. Oh, I'd say about seven or eight. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. I figured with, with body of water that big times three, obviously, Yep. I figured you would have read nobody. Well, you wait till this, you wait till you hear this. So said to my brother-in-law, Bill says, we got to go up towards the narrows. So away we go. Well, that's left. Well, the wind was 25, 30 kilometers with gusts of, I don't even know what. I mean, on Buckhorn Lake, it's not dangerous. It's just to give you the idea of how much there was white caps out there. <laughs> like, and they're not huge, right? They're not swells, but they're white caps just to show you what the wind was doing to the water. It was turning her up. So my brother-in-law says, well, let's go. So we start paddling. Well, as soon as we get out of the little inlet we're at and hit that open water, it's, it's drift city. So we drift for an hour out in about nine, 10 feet of water and it not, didn't catch anything as we're going. And there's other guys out there with us. One guy had a, had a pedal kayak and he was pedaling along into the chop and going right along a little drop off ledge. Cause I got a fish finder. I know what he was doing and just, and just kind of trolling. You can troll under manpower. So he was just kind of trolling along. And I knew you could tell the guys that are in the tournament. Cause I mean, their kayaks are decked out. Your recreational kayak does not look like a fishing kayak that, that is in a tournament. So he, I, I knew what he was doing. We, we, we drifted. I said, I, the wind started to pick up even more. So it got to be, you know, quarter after seven. I said to my brother-in-law, before we drift any further, our anchors wouldn't even hold us. So I said, before we drift any further, we better see how hard it is to paddle into the wind to see if we can get back to where we came from. So, but because uh, you keep going and then you want to drop your anchor to take a break, that anchor ain't holding you. You drop your anchor and you lose all the ground you just made up. So I start 
paddling into the wind. And oh my gosh, I'll tell you what, Bill, that was some work. So I'm paddling and paddling. I said to my brother-in-law, all right, we ain't making it to the narrows because we keep going this, we aren't coming back. Like this is, and if the wind picks up, like if the wind died off, great. But if the wind picks up, I'm concerned we're screwed. Like we're going to be heading into Buckhorn at, at, to the, uh, to the dam and calling a cab to go back, get my truck to come back, pick up our kayaks. Cause What's there's, that well, and, and we might've done her, but I thought, no, <laughs> I, I wanted to go the other way. Cause I wanted to really, what I wanted to do is get out of the wind. There's gotta be an alcove, like a little island, a yeah, tree a inlet or something. That I could, yeah, and there and just wasn't. Suckily going towards the narrows. It just wasn't there. It was wide open. So I, my brother-in-law says, well, I'm going to go across the other side. Cause that looks okay. I'm like, man, you are nuts, but you go to town and we had radio, we were in contact. So away he goes, he takes off while I had closer to shore. So I'm in about four feet of water or so. And I thought I'll just fish for some largies up in here. And, and it, it, at least it wasn't as bad as right out in the, in the middle, but I mean, it was still some work. And so I paddle along, I'd anchor down in there and my anchor still wouldn't hold me, but it'd slow me down enough that I could fish a little bit and paddle up. Well, let me tell you what, that one hour of drifting was four hours of paddling to get back. You're nuts. It Absolutely was dude, crazy. obliques for days. Let me tell you. And I'm not, I'm in a very high sit on top kayak. My brother-in-law, his is a sit on kayak, but he's lower. He's like, sit, sit up. He doesn't have a chair that bolts down and sits up like a lawn chair. Like mine's up like a lawn chair. So he's down and he's got foot pedals for his feet. So when he pushes, he can put all of that, that weight right down through his feet and use his legs to help him paddle. I'm sitting in a lawn chair, dude. It's all arm, shoulders, and oblique, like, ab no. muscles. To do. <laughs> no, no. Well, let me tell you what. You, you couldn't convince me that this is a good idea. But so you know what? You got, I, I mean, it, it, was it had okay. to be all worthwhile it because was. of and the amount was, of fish that you caught well, uh, okay, well, just hold on now. Don't get ahead of yourself. Uh, hey, we, we only got a short period of time here before <laughs> two other people need to have conversations. So. <laughs> well, let me tell you. I'm paddling my, my butt off, and I get all the way back to where the cottage. My brother-in-law finally comes, and he meets up with me and I was stopping a fish. I never caught a darn thing there. I talked to another guy, I had some hits on top water. Cause I finally got fed up, just went to top water, but nothing was eating it. Uh, they were, they'd, they'd pop it. They'd hit it. They'd grab it and pull it under. And I, I couldn't set the hook quick enough or their mouths were too dang small. And they didn't have the hooks. So and ran into another guy says, yeah, I caught five on top water so far. And he said, they're, they're not biting <laughs> nothing. He says, I caught five, but all too small. Gotta be 12 inches to, to, Enter in the tournament. Oh, you got there's a slot a slot size. Yeah, twelve inches. Uh, twelve inches or bigger. You put them on your catch board. You have your little tag there to your identifier that says that you know you've paid, you've entered the tournament. You don't get that uh, until the night before on Facebook or in an email, and you write it on the card with the identifier number and your name. So then you put the card, you put the fish down and on the catch board, and then you take a picture and submit it, and then that's which how has got to be a process all in itself. Which is a pain in the re- you got that much wind. Try to keep that tag down without it blowing away and landing in the water or flying down inside your kayak and, and the fish is flopping on the freaking catch board and you're trying See, not I'm to sure. have it jump yeah, in the drink. Honestly, these are some of the things that you gotta, you, you should be asking some of the senior veterans, how, how do they do it? I easily? got it. I know it. I just didn't want to do it yet. They, they now, the one guy has a, they, a card, like a, you go to a, I say you go to a business conference, you get a name tag. So yeah. that name tag, they have a strap. They put it around their hand with that card in it on the back of their hand. They hold the fish down with that same hand. There's your card on the catch board. Take a picture. See, those are the little tricks that you, right? would make it a lot easier. A lot easier. 
So I just haven't had the time to do it yet. But regardless, so get all the way back. Brother-in-law meets up. I said, okay, we got to go across this. It looks like there might be a little alcove going the other way. We went the wrong way this morning, going the other way. So we roll up and now here's the cool part. Here's the funky part. So there's a guy, we finally, yes, there is an alcove. It goes back into some trailers and they have some docks back in here. So we can get out of the wind. Problem. There's a nice weed bed right there. As soon as you come around the corner, there's a dude already fishing it. And as we're rolling up, he pulls in a largey and he puts it on the catch board and he takes a picture and he fires it in. So my brother-in-law rolls in behind him and I thought, you know, there's not real lot. I'm going to, I want to still be able to fish. There's not a whole lot other than that weed bed to fish. So I'm going to go past and just see if there's something up uh, ahead. So I paddled up nothing. My brother-in-law catches one right behind him. Not big enough to put in the, to, to register in, but catches one, lets it go. He's like, he calls me, you got to get in here. Like I just caught one behind this guy. So I rolled in and I thought this is ignorant, right? Like I don't want to fish near this. this is this guy's spot. He was here first. I seen him already pull one in. So I paddled by, Hey, I said, I'm not fishing. Just show you that. No, I was getting out of here too. It just happened. It, it worked out for me. And I'm like, it, it really did. I watched to catch one. So I anchored down in there, just passed him and did a couple casts, not, not near the weeds where he was fishing. And he pulls in two more. And puts them on the catch board. Some nice largemouth bass. So as I'm sitting there, there's a bridge. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go into that bridge. I'm going to fire to the other side. Some guy from the trailer comes down, throws his rig, using these, both these guys now are using the exact same rig I was using, a wacky worm. This guy throws yeah. a wacky worm under the bridge. He pulls out a largemouth. You freaking idiot. You're not even in a tournament. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so brother-in-law comes up and we went down, get out of the way. And anyway, that guy, needless to say, I finally caught one at 250. 10 minutes to go. Tournament ends at three. I come right out the middle. I said, screw this. Let's go back out the deep water and let the water push us back towards the cottage. So I go way back out in the, in the deep water. My brother-in-law, he's, he's got two registered. I go way out and into the, some weeds. I'm fishing around and I just said, you know what? My anchor's not holding me nothing. Screw it. I'm going right through the middle of these weeds. And they're like the straw sticking up, right? It's like an island, but it was still five feet of water out there. So I just went right through it and it slowed me down. It still pushed me through them, but it slowed me down. So as I'm going, I'm fishing in it. And I get to the other side. I do one cast just on the outside before I hit open water and I'm gone from the wind. And I'll be darned. As soon as that worm hits the water, bang, I got one. Now I got 10 minutes to get this thing in the boat on the catchboard, the tag. I'm in open air. I am moving back towards the cottage like you wouldn't believe from the wind, sideways. And I'm trying to get this card so that it will sit on my leg with the fish on the catchboard so I can take a freaking picture and at least register one fish before three o'clock. Let me tell you what, it took me five minutes to take that freaking picture. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally did get the fish back in the water, make sure he's good. He kicks water up in my face off his tail. I paddle. I'm like, okay, I got four minutes. Paddle like a madman to get back to that spot. I didn't catch another one. I get in, I dock in the guy that caught those three in that little inlet was just getting his loaded up in his truck when I got there. And he says, that's a nice guy. He says, I, I like that. He says, that chair you, I was watching. You could go 360. He's like, that's really neat. I said, yeah, I built it for a motor. Not thinking you could, could use one. And he's like, well, in the Bassmaster series tomorrow, you could use motors. Are you in that one? Oh my freaking gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's an actual tournament. See, and this is you, 110% you not doing enough research to figure out all elements of it. I didn't think that uh, motors were allowed and you were going to be paddling all summer, but now it turns out that you can actually enter tournaments. Oh no, where you I'm can not use done. It. I'm not done. Oh, so this okay. guy, that guy gets second place out of 107 and takes home like, 
$1,600. Those three fish. (laughs) With those three fish. Now, let me ask you, is it um, an accumulation of the length? Length. All length, five of them on the catchboard, put them in, and then they have somebody apparently that verifies that. Then they, they say, we can tell it's not the same fish. There's ways to tell. Like, yeah, okay. So, but, yep, that's what it is. So, which is, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it the, like, the format is really, really cool. I won't lie to you. It is kind of neat. I won on a draw. I won a, a neck buff and a uh, and a t-shirt. I don't know how nice. I'm going to get it because COVID, you couldn't yeah. go. But but I was just cool that that guy was using the same rig as me, Wacky <laughs> Worm. I'd have rolled in there 10 minutes earlier. Those three fish might have been mine. Could have been. Could have been. I mean, it, it it's all... See, and, and I don't think so because the way the way you fish, it doesn't sound like that. It's <laughs> the spot. It sounds like it's the angler. And, I'm 120 percent uh, going to disagree with you. I mean, not that I'm arrogant or come, trying to come off egotistical. No, no, or, not or, at all. I've, I've never heard that saving in, in 79 podcasts. <laughs> not that I'm being arrogant or, or anything. So, However, so yes, the end of July, there's another one of these tournaments where you can only paddle. The day after, there's a Bassmasters one where you can use a motor. So I'm like, I'm all over that one. So I messaged <laughs> to find out what do I got to do to enter this thing, right? Like how to, oh, and, and so there's, there's, it's, it's under Bass Nation, and then it's the Kayak Bassmasters under Bass Nation. Bass Nation, I found out, is the parent, and there's like 30 bass clubs, fishing clubs, underneath Bass Nation that ties down wow. into the states. And so you can do the provincials, and then you could do, which qualified to get you into this U.S. tournament, which is like the, the North America, the world championship for kayak bass, which I'm like, wow, I didn't even know it was that big. So I'm learning. So I'm like, this is cool. So how do I get in? So I message this kayak bass masters which is under bass nation i message directly and i get a message back says oh you can't like why can't i enter well because you had to become a member before june and i'm like okay i get it if if it was a club but this is like a fishing tournament so what's the big deal you're turning away A, a i said so i because this comes to my gun club thought process right and and getting folks out why are you turning away a potential new member that just got a kayak and really wants to get into this and, and could perpetuate and, you know, make, bring, bring more eyes to it. Hence my brother-in-law, maybe talk the almost guy into coming and get yeah, the kayak right. and coming out. You're so, trying. I, 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 I know you, you are. You're, you're doing a really good job of trying to promote this kayak thing, but everything I've heard from your kayak experience is just hard past. So I'm doing a negative thing for it. That's that. Maybe yeah. that's why maybe they're not that dumb, but yeah. So <laughs> I said, well, this doesn't make, I said, just, I said, that's fine. Right. Like I'm not going to fight your rules are rules. Just explain them to me because more competitions always usually a healthy thing more money is definitely a rock solid thing and more publicity you would think you'd want to build this up. So why yeah. would you have something where you couldn't allow people to, it's just a tournament, right? Like, let me enter the tournament. And they're like, this is the rules. We're part of this past agent. You get it. So I look it up and guess who it is that I'm talking to. Who's it? The same dude that runs the other one. 
so you guys are already by long lost companions and again he may be a good guy COVID I've never met him it's only maybe he doesn't know who I am and my my personality of joking with my umbrella or asking the questions on the you know what I mean even if it was I I know from the rodeo trail you want to start uh, the rodeo trail mid season no problem you just lost the opportunity for all the points Hey, for, yeah. for the first three rodeos. Who cares, right? So, it's, so what? Who cares? You, it's it's a hundred bucks for the other riders still, to split the pot. Well, and you might still have a chance of winning the individual day or the, yeah. the rodeo itself, or or even being lucky enough to run the table and get yourself, uh, um, you know, somewhere uh, in the finals. And, and if these guys are trying to promote the sport and make it big, you want to get like to your point, everybody that that they can have a positive experience, right? Put the kayak in the water and 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 fish. So what is it with these organizations? Even, Help me here. Bro. Well, it, it, how do you know that you want to do it for a full season next year? Dip your toe in the water this year and get a, a few tournaments under your belt, or even one as a trial, and then say, you know what. I really like this. I'm going to invest more at time and money next yeah. year and, and carry on with this. It's silly. That's an absolute silly thing not to, not to let people. Right. That's what, like, why not just let somebody enter? Uh, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm still, I'm still perplexed. I don't understand. Yeah. You want to grow something such as this and, and you can't tell me it's not in its infancy for the most part. Right? No. Like, have you heard no, about but, it? But You're but an outdoors the, dude. You fished and hunted your whole life. Dad is never heard of it. So no. to me, that's a problem. Why haven't people heard of it? Well, maybe I'm finding out now why. It's like this little close knit thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to open it up, but to be fair, I would, you know. To be fair, I'll, I'll talk in a minute there. Uh, but I, uh, when I went fishing today, kayaks, 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 all over the fishing kayaks, so all, all over this. Uh, There's a tournament on right now. But it, is a tournament all over Ontario? Yeah, all Ontario. Yeah, okay, I'm in it. So. There's, and I can use my motor, 30 days. It's the, the full house. You need two smallies and three largies or three lar- or two largies and three smallies. It's got to be a, a combination of two and three uh, by length. So it started July 1st, goes to July 30th. And then that's on the one I'm, I'm allowed to participate in. In the other one, the Bassmasters is a four day one, Canada day through till Sunday. And then there's a, sorry, there's another one, a Kingston tournament on as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's, hmm. I don't know if these guys are fishing tournaments or not. I but definitely, bet. they if, were fishing. If they're fishing kayaks, they're you pretty much. I, my my theory, right? If they're all decked out, they got the poles up in the air. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they definitely they were all decked out. Yeah. I mean, they, they were a little bit. They weren't as nice as yours. I'll, I'll give you that. But they were fishing and and they weren't doing great. But I mean, they were they were on the water and. Uh, I tell you, I've seen more kayaks now that you started talking about yours than I have ever. So, see, it's the podcast. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be the the podcast starts. I mean, not that I'm an arrogant or cocky guy that would take accolades for it. <laughs> I definitely don't think it's the it's the promotion of the other. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm so facetious. facetious. But, but yeah, no, they probably are fish at the tournament because I know me and my brother in law, we were in Log Point Bay yesterday all day, 11 yeah. hours on the water. And? Oh, my brother in law, he registered two good smallies. So I figure I know lots of spots. I'm going again tomorrow morning where I know there's some hogs. Largemouth should well, not be a all, problem. With all respect, your brother in law, how did you do? Well, do we want to talk about him? I thought. 
You talked about enough about me. You kept saying, oh, just you all, Todd, Todd, Todd. So, okay. Yeah. He, first thing, right? First thing in the morning, three feet of water nails, two smallies. And I'm talking, one was 19 and a half inches. One was 18 and three quarter. And to give you an idea, he put them on the scale. One was over four and one was almost four pounds. So those well, are decent that, smallies. That, that's respectful. And I think and that's, what's, you go to. Yeah, that's what's going to be my hardship. So I tried hard all like, I bet you I was seven hours trying to get smallies in the, what I would call in the smallie water till we got frustrated. Cause again, freaking wind, but I had my trolling motor. So then I, uh, which is my buddy, it's a game changer. I mean, I could just, oh, it, it has to be it it is a game be. changer. So, because I, I tell you right now, it, it was a trolling motor that's on my boat. I ran that all morning today, and it without it, I wasn't catching half the fish we oh, caught today. And I, I like, uh, uh, I don't have to pick my paddle up and move, and then have to anchor. I don't care about the anchor; no. I just hit the button, and so I've got it clipped on my belt. It's on a retractable lanyard. I got my line in the water, and I start drifting the wrong way. I just boop, hit the button, and it pushes me back the other way. Boop, turn it off, and just keep fishing. Yeah. It's like so. I got, I had the hang of her, man. We went into the canal where there's a bunch of cottages and we're fishing up in along the docks and that. And there was people out at the fry shack. Long point was hopping yesterday. Let me tell you, it was awesome. Cool community. People are going by on boats and I'm standing up. I'm, it's like I'm on a surfboard with the trolling motor coming into that area and I'm fishing all the, the boat docks as I'm coming in. And people are like, that is so cool, man. And yeah. I was just, I'm beaming from ear to ear. Friggin' right it is. And it, I got to admit, it's pretty friggin' cool. When you're standing up there and it's got this thing on my belt and I'm just casting in and then I'd reel in and just doop, doop, kick it over and then doop, cast in again, get position myself better, cast it again. And oh, dude. And I never sit down once. I'm just standing up there. Like my brother-in-law's on the other side. Oh, I'll go see how he's doing. It's like I'm riding a, a powered surfboard. Right over to yeah, him. Yeah, it is a pretty cool option you got for the electric motor on there. So, so yeah, oh, it is cool. It is cool. But I did. I ended up catching two. I, I ended up catching nine largemouth and a sunfish, biggest sunfish yeah. on the planet. Because of course I caught it, but I, I couldn't get a picture because I, I didn't want to lip it. I think it had teeth. But the the largemouth. I was able to register two in the tournament. Two were over 12 inches. One was right on 12 inches. The dang thing jumped off the catch board before I got a picture. And being a kayak, you ain't got a whole lot of boat. <laughs> right back in the drink. <laughs> I figured there would be some. I, I, I knew that was going to happen to you. Either that, I'm surprised you still haven't got wet yet and gone swimming. Oh, it's so rock solid, dude. It really is. It really, yeah. really is. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about the kayak going. I mean, you, you would go you know, chasing after a rod, uh, oh, uh, almost set the hook. Or, don't set the hook too hard. Yeah. Well, that would be the other thing too. <laughs> You're not on TV, right Todd. You don't got to bend your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you do, you might lose your balance a little bit. What do you think about all this, Don? You think he's going to have a chance at winning a tournament this year? I have no idea. It, you know what? He's persistent and he's always out on the darn thing. <laughs> that for him. He's just got to get his systems down pat where he doesn't lose the fish and let them flop back in and that kind of stuff. That's all. Who knows? I used, to, I used to watch uh, the old Bassmaster Classics and Hank Parker. Hank Parker. Back in the day. Yep. Yeah, he's an old, old school bass fisherman. You're aging yourself and, now. He had a cool shot. I'm good with that. But he lost a bass fishing tournament because of the exact same thing. He went to put it in the live well, and I remember this. Because I wrote him back in the day before the, you know, the you had emails a pen and the social You were media pen stuff. pals with, with, see, we're podcast pals with T-Bone. You were pen yeah. pals with Hank Parker. 
Yeah, I wrote Hank Parker, and he wrote me back and his autograph and stuff. And in, in the letter I sent to him, I still have that actually. I should take that up just for podcast. Uh, <laughs> we need a picture. Stuff, we need a picture. Yeah. But I wrote back and said, "Hey, you know what? It's really good to see that you're actually human." Uh, in the fish world or something to that effect, you know, you don't need to let the other guys win by throwing fish back in the water. And, <laughs> and he, he kind of made a jest back and just gave me side, sent back his autograph and stuff. But he's like, I that, was a, that time, was a $300,000 fish jerk that you're making light say, of. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the time, I'm sure he was not impressed about throwing off this, uh, throwing uh, his, his fifth fish back in the water so yeah if you get to Hank Parker's level and you're able to uh, it's a laugh about that later on that's and you're, you're doing quite well so <laughs> we will see well my yeah. brother-in-law's doing pretty good he's doing all right so tomorrow yeah, morning I'm, I'm thinking we're gonna nail some I'm gonna nail some some big large you're out tomorrow morning again I, I got we got a spot that I, again yeah. this tournament you can go to any public body of water right and and fish and so I've got I got a spot. It's a public body of water, but it's very well hidden. We know it amongst our buddies. Well, we had Kevin and Petey on, and, yep. and we know it as Bastopia for that very reason. Kevin went out on uh, yesterday and caught 71 largemouth and said he, lost, he lost 10 and two snapped his line. Wow. That's such quite it's quite the spot. So it is, and it is. It's really I can just I have one of those memes in my mind where you tag a friend that still couldn't catch a fish in this area. So <laughs> I've been there. I've caught some fish, so I'm I'm pretty pumped. So so he messaged me. I'm supposed to meet him at uh, I just got a message again now. I was confirming he's like five twenty. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? Uh, this is a little bit early. <laughs> So yeah. I, I said, are you serious on the 520? I got to check my messages. Well, yeah, I got it yesterday. So, and today, so, yeah. so that was my, I, I only took a little bit of time there, Bill. Mm. So I know you got out. Yeah. You know what? It was been the last uh, good, good two days. Uh, I don't know if I have uh, quite the uh, experiences that you do with, with, with things going wrong. Cause things went right for the last two days, but you know, I, uh, I finally got the boat in the water to do some fishing with my son. And uh, yesterday was kind of the maiden voyage for him and I to go together. We went to uh, Lake Simcoe. And I was super nervous about Lake Simcoe for no other reason besides the weather. And like you said, it's just been one of those weeks where every day you look at your phone, rain, thunderstorms, 70%, 90% chance of thunderstorms. It's been nonstop. It's been no, ridiculous. It just, it just won't quit, you know. But I said to him, you know, we're going to book the, the launch time because you got to book in, you know, in five-minute five intervals. We've, we've gone over this before. But we, we booked in for 7 a.m., the first time slot that we had, uh, they had available. And uh, I pulled in at uh, just 6.40, uh, to get 20 minutes worth of teaching experience, teaching him how to, uh, you know, get the boat ready to go on the water. Because there's a little bit of work to do between, uh, you know, everything from loading the fish and tackle in to making sure that the plugs in the back of the boat, the big things, small things, he's just got to learn. And he and today, from what he learned yesterday, the kid was like the best helper ever. He, he had a, his system. I had mine and it took one day worth of, uh, uh, lessons. And then I got uh, solid help. Oh, but, are you making a mini me? Well, he's Do we trying. need to save Hunter. Is he like, does he have notes? Did he take notes? 
No, he doesn't take shit. No, she's sleeping. Uh, Might I'll be hope for him, yeah. But yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> you, we went out in Lake Simcoe yesterday, and again, like I said, we wanted to get out early just so that we could get ahead of the weather. Hold on, hold and, on. Uh, does his laundry stay in the dryer, come in front, and like, does he live in, out of, in front of the dryer? From in front of the dryer, no. where is it into the washer? Does he put his clothes away? No, they never make it to that level. They're he on the floor of the his room clothes. like every other teenager. Yeah. <laughs> well, is this clean yet. enough to wear to work? Is this <laughs> clean enough awesome. to wear to work? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Did you smell me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to wash that. It's been on the floor for a week. Well, and outdoors folks only need to do laundry from like October to December. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, he was he, he was a trooper, though. He was up before before me. He was excited about going. He got his stuff ready the night before. We practiced tying knots because he didn't want to waste the time in the boat learning how to tie knots. Like he, he was, he's into it, you know, and I, and I respect that, right? He's, he's a 15 year old kid that could be. Maybe I need to be sending him all these deals I'm finding on kayaks. Yeah, right. He just, he's a 15 year old kid with no money. So don't, <laughs> don't send him, don't send him those, but he's, uh, he was excited about going yesterday and we got out in, uh, Lake Simcoe and, uh, we learned a few things. We learned a few things. We had an almost guy moment where I thought the, the motor in the boat was toast. See, uh, like and the, that's why I don't like big boats, Bill. Well, you're out there in the middle of the lake. Do, you're reliant on that thing. It's not like the side of the road and we're in an overpopulated world. Now you're like, yeah. you're out in the middle. And if a storm rolls in, see, see, in a kayak, all you that, paddle your butt off. You're, is, you're safe. Yeah, but all that stuff is learning, right? And I'm the same way. I get nervous about big, big bodies of water. I do not like, you know, Lake Simcoe for the same reason that you just mentioned. A storm rolls in from nice bluebird it day, comes and in all quick. of a sudden you're in swells, and now you're in trouble because, you know, you, I'm in a 16 foot aluminum fishing boat. Top speed on it is 30 kilometers an hour. It it gets rough quick and I, I i get nervous so i i'm partial to what i went on today which is a smaller body of water which I, which i can feel a lot more comfortable with but out in the middle of lake simcoe and i get i don't know five kilometers away from the boat launch going towards cook's bay because i wanted to fish the bulrushes and weeds and stuff uh shallower first thing in the morning motor quits oh. and i'm thinking oh no here we go and and I text my I'm looking at the motor now and I'm thinking oh it's, it's a little warm but it's it's not too bad. Were you panicking? Anxiety around. setting oh, yeah. in. Well, it is, but it, but now I'm going into the motor. I, I've got a full battery with the trolling motor. It's not choppy. I, if I had to right now, it'd be a long goal, but I could get back to the boat launch. So I I I, I started the motor back up and turn off. It it, it went and I said okay, well maybe uh, air I don't know what it was. So. I started texting my dad because he's he's a guru on all stuff. I I go to to him, and I'm sure you do the same with your dad when you've got a problem that you, you give him a text, a phone call, an email, and ask for his opinion or his advice. <laughs> you want to weigh in on that, Dad? <laughs> it's nonstop. He's always got a problem. Nonstop. I was thinking the other way around. You know where I can get three eighths washers? Have you got a hole cutter? Where do I get one of these? Can I use your battery? Mine ain't charging this. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> what is that? The truth. Bill, That's what that is. From now That's on, the truth. there's a new thing with this podcast. Before you 
initiate conversation with my father, I must clear all questions. This, is, this is like the not White House. Chance. Dad is Biden. Okay? Yeah. He's not yeah. answering <laughs> a darn thing until <laughs> I've read them first. I, 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 I truly believe that one of the things about our podcast is great is the, the genuine nature of the conversation and the truth that comes out the truth, through the genuine. What was that? That was... The, oh, come now. <laughs> I start so calling back, him Sleepy Dog. I'm going to tell you, Bill. It was the truth. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. It was no doubt in my mind. What's with the Grover now? It's like <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So like you, I I contacted my father and I asked, hey, you know, like you, <laughs> what, what do you think? I said, I, I said the fishing's great. It's a bluebird day out. We're we're not catching anything yet, but I said I think the motor's acting up. And what is it? <laughs> he says, did you put gas you in it? The, did you open the vent cover on the in the gas? Gas can or the gas tank? I'm like, nope. He yeah, says, you might want to try that. Yeah. And sure enough, I open it and went, okay, well, there's all the air that was vacuumed up and sucking the fuel out of the motor right back into the tank. And sure enough, I haven't had a motor problem since. So <laughs> we, uh, we finally... Uh, solve that issue about 25 minutes, uh, half an hour into the, uh, the, the, the panic mode or whatever it was. And, uh, yeah. So now, now fast forward a few minutes or Hunter learned a little bit more. Hunter learned a little bit more there. These yep. are all life lessons. I and, keep saying and, it. You can't learn if you don't make mistakes. So darn it. No. I have a hard time learning. Yeah, so I could. Yeah, right. Oh wow, we're not skipping over that one. But the uh, I said I called my dad afterwards, and he I just gave him the, the lowdown on on uh, what the day was, and he uh, he said, "Hey, you know what? Don't don't think I didn't learn that one from experience too." So uh, he, he did it as well. So, anyways, um, he was just get, trying to make you feel better. <laughs> Probably, you know, this is this is what fathers do. That's why you, yeah, your sure. dad pumps you up so You're much, that, too, that, right? That's so. what fathers do. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we we figured that out, and we're going to go to Roaches Point, which is a, a an island uh, that goes from about four feet of water down to thirty feet in the channel. Beautiful rock clearings. Everything is working out. Uh, Going to work out well. It's uh, waypoint number four that I've saved in on my my my, my Look list. Look at you figured Way- out that Navionics and the whole idea of taking you I, right I, to that, spot that to was, spot. Oh, I, that was a, one of the biggest things that uh, was a success for me the night before. I finally figured out how to upload waypoints from my computer to my my uh, Navionics. Uh, from that to my my Hummingbird. I so, have your account. I could have went in there and deleted them if I'd have known that. Right? You'd have got out there could've. in the morning. And I could have moved them on you. Put them all over. <laughs> You can you can delete everyone from Lake Simcoe because not one of them caught me a fish yesterday. So, but I finally got to the spot where I thought I was going to have to get was was going to have to start you know doing arm exercises because I was going to my arm was going to get so sore from reeling in fish. And my son says, um, "How long are we going to be out here?" Oh, like, yeah. Hunter! I said, "Yeah, I don't know. We got quite a bit of time left." He says, "Well." I really have to go to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, the motor's back there, wide open space, do whatever you got to do. No, no, but it, no, it's not that. I'm like, ah, finally start marking fish, seeing fish <laughs> after after about three hours worth of. Didn't you take a baggie? Failing. Yeah, and I said to him, 
you need to listen to our podcast because there's definite <laughs> life lessons that you could have learned. And uh, no, sure enough, I, uh, we, we, you know, the clouds are starting to roll in a little bit. And, and I think his bladder saved us because on the way home, the clouds opened up and, the, and we got rained on. But that that's what he's saying. So Lake Simcoe yesterday for us was a bust. Uh, I'm still learning the lake again. I'm nervous about the, the amount of uh, distance I need to travel with that boat to catch fish only because it's a smaller boat. Anyways, long story short, we passed on Simcoe and we went to a new body of water today. And hammered. So, yeah, we did. We did quite well for everything. I had so many almost guy experiences today. It, it wasn't even funny, but you know, I, we went to uh, upper big shoots, uh, and, and I have no problems telling everybody where we went today because it was, it was great. And, uh, if you want to try catching fish there by all means, but long story short, uh, do the research before you go and don't talk to the same guy I talked to because you'll be waiting in your van for two hours before you can get on your boat launch. So <laughs> now why do you say that Bill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I called earlier in the week. My call to the Trent Severn lock system. Uh, you can call the each individual locks. Uh, I didn't know this. I, I, I found that out last week and I asked him, I said, Hey, look, I'm coming up. Uh, anything I got to know, uh, can I launch my boat in the public launch? It's there. Nope. You can't. It's closed now. Oh, okay. I said, well, okay. It's COVID stuff. I understand that. He says, no, that launch has been closed for a couple of years. Nobody wants to do the maintenance on it. Blah, blah. I said, okay, what's my options? He says, uh, Big Shoot Marina, which is right next door to that, to that launch, opens at 7 a.m. You can get on the water then, no issues. I'm like, great. I mean, 7 a.m. is still an hour later than I wanted to get on the water, but at least I know that there's a, a, a paid ramp with paid park with parking, safe, secure, easy going, don't have to worry about it. And so Hunter and I got up 5 a.m. this morning. Because it's an hour drive from where I'm go from where I live. Candace is an absolute trooper. She got up with us, made coffee and uh, and sandwiches, and packed a cooler for us so that we have something to eat on the way. And uh, we loaded all up and and uh, hit the road. So hit the road at about five thirty because I wanted to get there for six thirty in the morning so we could get the boat ready. And we get there and it's closed. Big closed signs everywhere, uh, the marina, the restaurant, this, that, the other, closed, closed, closed. And I'm thinking, And that irritated you just a little bit. See, and uh, I would still I, be in, in awe that my wife packed me a lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she packed me a lunch the day before, too, but I didn't bring that one up. So, My gosh. Yeah. yeah. Yep, she uh, she did. She packed me uh, packed me a lunch and kicked me out the door gracefully. That, that, said, that cool. stops. Have a good time. That stops over forty. <laughs> yeah, you think so? <laughs> I know so. Well, <laughs> yeah. So we uh, we waited. and looked. Uh, I drove around uh, to see if there was a public launch to get me on uh, a upper big shoot uh, in a different spot. I saw two hens and five. Uh, uh, chicks, uh, uh, but no boat launch. So what do I had no other options. Right on. What's that? Little pulse. Little little. Is little that what they were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what you call them. But um, so I turned, Sorry, turned I had back to flex around my turkey knowledge. Yeah, you're a plethora of knowledge, <laughs> and that means a whole bunch. Plethora. So. Yes. 
I uh, I waited. <laughs> I had to wait till eight a.m. till they opened up the boat launch to for me. To I get, can only imagine you know, you, you would I be beside angry. yourself, eh? What's that? You would be beside yourself. I can only uh, imagine I, yeah. you'd be pretty hot. You'd be pretty hot to trot. Yep, I was absolutely not pleased, and you know what? And I didn't even unpack like because. I could have saved a little bit of time by unpacking the boat and, you know, getting it ready to launch as soon as they opened up. But I wasn't even certain that I was going to launch there because it, the website said uh, 9 a.m. And then the lady pulled in at, at 8 a.m. So I don't know if the website was wrong or whatnot. But long story short, I didn't get on the water until 8 a.m. this morning. And actually it was 8.20 by the time I actually pulled out of the dock. And I'm thinking, that's too good hours of morning top water, no wind fishing. And and we're just, we're not going to have a good day. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> by the time we got to cut the boat off the trailer uh, from where the boat launches to where my first spot fishing was, is not that far. And I heard, uh, nothing but negativity from the guy that, you know, we were waiting. He was waiting to get on too. And he said, no, this lake's fished out. There's no fish in it. He says, like, I've been here since last Sunday. I haven't caught a thing. And why but is he still there? Rock fast. And that's what I said. Hunter said the same thing. He says, I bet you. He said, they didn't say that during the conversation. But afterwards, he's like, I bet you he just didn't want you to fish in this spot. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you? I, I, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I There's like fish down. There. I would be fishing this thing. I'm waiting an hour for this place to open so I can get in. Yeah. But I would yeah. be fishing this freaking no. lake. I mean, there's only this 14 is... other lakes all around here, but I That's would it. not be. You're on the Trent Severn lock system. You're on the upper portion of the big chute. The, the lower is not that far away. You can you get onto any body of water right there within 10, 15 minutes. But he's, he was waiting for it, and so was I. And I launched. And, you know, when I built, when I started on this journey of building and rebuilding this boat, the only thing I had in my mind, and I kept saying it over and over and over again, was launching on Upper Big Shoot in the public launch. Well, that didn't happen, but it doesn't matter. Launching on Upper Big Shoot, taking my trolling motor, going around uh, this little island that I know it's it's full of down stumps and, and logs and, flood, and uh, flooded docks that are submerged uh, from years and years of, of not use. And I'm thinking, this is exactly what I have in mind. Taking my baitcaster out with the rattling chug bug, throwing it into this lily pads and getting a, a, a big bass to hit on that. And I, I, if I'm, I'm lying, I'm crying, and I ain't shed a tear, that's exactly how it happened. Exactly how it happened. That's awesome. It, it, it was picture perfect, and, and I said I sent you the picture of, of the fish I caught. Oh, it was good. That sucker was a, a monster <laughs> for, for for the first fish that was landed in the boat after it was been rebuilt. It kind of set the tone for the morning. I threw that rattling chug bug out there uh, into probably about three feet of water. It's right next to a lily pad. I did two jerks on it, and, and it, it just disappeared. You could see the big, the big mouth come up and rolled right over on top of it, and I, I that it took it underneath, and I set the hook and game on, absolutely game on. He he jumped and he, uh, did you scream like a schoolgirl? No, I, I was elated. I, I just could not have been any more elated. I was, uh, you, you couldn't, like you're saying, you couldn't uh, knock the smile off my face with a golf shoe. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just one of those things that I said to Hunter, I can go home now. 
it was yep, done that's, deal. How, that's how perfect it was yep so done deal that's awesome yeah, so i uh, uh, put the live well in there i turned the live well on it, it worked perfectly and it filled up way faster than i thought it was gonna so i kind of put flooded the boat a little bit and had to use the bilge, bilge but those are almost guy moments right i mean i didn't know i didn't know how fast the live well was did, gonna fill did up did you call your dad <laughs> No, not this time. I didn't tell him that one. I'm going to tell him that one later on. But uh, this, uh, uh, yeah, I filled the live well up. It worked perfectly. I used the recirculation pump I put in. It worked perfectly. And by the end of the day, you know, we, we hit half dozen spots and Hunter and I were kind of going back and forth. He'd catch one, I'd catch one. And, you know, from 8 till 11.30, we we kind of the storm was rolling in again. And it was starting to get windy and started to get a little bit nasty up here. And we said, okay, before it gets too bad, let's get ourselves off the water. And we were actually off the water by about I don't know quarter after twelve or That's something good like morning. that. Yeah, and and I I caught seven uh, and he caught six I think or six or five, and we we brought home four That's between a good the two of us. Day. So. Yeah, so we, we uh, and it was another one of those good teaching experience where uh, he he filleted two fish on his own uh, first time that he's I, I taught him last summer and this is the first time he wanted to take care of it on his own and and he did a great job you know he was right into it from helping clean up the boat at the end to taking the fish out to the bush you, you know what I mean the whole experience yeah right, he was on. right there washing even you know washing the dishes that we made a mess of in the kitchen so mom didn't have to do that. After so, well, that's just a sensitive son. I'd do the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure that would be the first thing on your list: wash dishes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, the, the the boat, the redneck yacht, which I even got a comment from somebody when I was pulling the boat out of the out of the water. He, and the guy kind of chuckled and gave me the, the head. Now, yeah, redneck yacht. That's pretty cool. He says. So, I said, yeah, it's my, it's my baby. I said, so we got her all back together and finally on the water, and I couldn't be any happier with how the morning went. So. That's awesome. Yeah, there you go. There's my, right my official story. So. And look at that. We got all yeah. kinds of time left for Dad. Dad, what did you get up to this week? Well, I'm going to start out by saying that once you're my age and retired, your weekly routines do not change a whole lot. Oh, but I we got into this a, at the gun club Wednesday night. I'm sorry. I asked Bill. Well, that's a great podcast. I will tell you a story. And <laughs> it starts at the gun club on Wednesday night. Our our good friend Bob was explaining <laughs> to different people about how busy he was. And he says to me, y'all, he's done. Am I right? When you're retired, you got no time left. You got no time at all. You can't fit anything in. And I said, you're right, Bob. But some people won't believe it. But good I'm grief. telling you, yeah, you're right. It's true. And of course, Todd, he's got a comment. And he, so Bob looked at him and he says, <laughs> Todd, I know this is your dad. And you're not going to believe him. And it might sound strange to you, but I'm telling you, when you get our age, and you get into the routines. Our routines are important, and our bodies just seem to work a whole lot better. So stop disrupting our routines. No, no. Well, I had to he chime says, in. I said, no, no, he no. says, no. He says, <laughs> I whacked him, Bill. He just How's hit that? Me. I whacked him. He just hit me. I whacked him. I'm calling it's about time. I whacked him. You need and to carry a fly swatter with child, you. Sir. Every he time said, he steps out of the line, I'm going to have to put, just put no. the podcast on hold. I'm calling child nope. services. He said, I've just been hit. Yeah. <laughs> he said, when you get up at a certain time and you have your coffee at a certain time and your breakfast at a certain time, you do things at a certain time, your day, you get in a routine, your body works better, you, you function better. 
and stop messing up our routines. So my routine on Monday mornings, nap. it's an extra long walk listening to Followed a, by a, a podcast for the week that's been released. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm going to enjoy hearing this podcast because last week's podcast was our guest was Travis T-Bone Turner. And I, listen, I enjoyed listening to it all over again. I mean, I was laughing and, and enjoying the whole thing again. And He's like those weird dudes you see walking down the street that laughing to themselves. Yeah, I was laughing <laughs> yeah, at the right, podcast. Right? Walking along and chatting. Ch- yeah, anyway. I don't care. I was, I was enjoying it. <laughs> and then I'm sitting here thinking through this podcast, you know what? Since Todd's done that tournament, I've had that. I've heard that story over six freaking times. Quit asking. I heard he told me. I heard it when he told my wife. I heard it when he told his wife. I heard it when he told Bill in the car. I heard it when he was telling the guys at the gun club. And so I'm sitting here listening to this thing, and I think my routine's going to change Monday morning because I'm certainly going to fast forward through the first half of this freaking <laughs> yeah. podcast because I don't need to hear that again. It's going to be a short walk on Monday. I'm kind of hurt from that. I'm going to go sit in a corner. And, you know, like my Monday morning's podcast, Tuesday's open, Wednesday's shoot night, Thursday's podcast night, Friday is takeout supper night, and then Saturday's it is takeout supper night somewhere different with my wife and her and her sister, like, you know, it's, it's routine. Tough, tough and life. so Thursday night, I said to Glenda, we got to get supper over with pretty quickly here. We said, cause I got to <laughs> head out of here at five. This one's your fault, Bill. And, we'll, and, oh. and he better hit you the next and, time he sees you. Will you stop interrupting? So I walked over here on Thursday night and Todd's truck isn't here. So I find <laughs> the wife and the kids all in the backyard and I, where's Todd? She says, I have no idea. Last time I heard from him, he was in Long Point. So and he didn't even tell he didn't you? didn't even tell me. So I just not texted my fault. him. That is not my fault. <laughs> no, that's all you, Bill, because I didn't cancel it. Now, you canceled it. I did get in an extra. I got in 21,000 <laughs> steps because that gave me more time to walk that night because I walk here and walk home. But now I've got a whole hour that I can walk. So I just texted him and I said, I said, Todd, well, I guess I won't make my tea and I guess I'll just walk on back home. And that, I left it at that. No, I was looking into fish. I mean, they turned on in the last two hours. <laughs> and yeah. so, here, so here I am now. My routine got disrupted tonight because I had to call my sister-in-law and tell her we're going to get takeout at our favorite restaurant at six instead of seven because I got to walk over to the podcast tonight. And I've had my tea, so what I'm going to do now at the end of the podcast is take my tea bag and my teacup and take it upstairs, put the tea bag in the garbage and the teacup in the dishwasher, and I refuse <laughs> to leave it down here with the lineup of used cups that he has not bothered to take up and put in the dishwasher. There are no used cups. <laughs> that, that, that's his There's routine. three that take, I can take see. Take leave it down. That one is from Avery, and it has flowers in it. Yeah, and you want to see these I'm flowers. You right can't even now. tell they're flowers anymore. I've been there for two months. And that one, you normally come down and clean up the cup, so I left see what it for I mean? you. See if what I, I mean? don't, he has nothing to do in mean? the day when he's over here helping with the kids' homeschooling. So if yeah, I don't, then he's like, well, did you take those cups out of the sink? Yeah. Well, what am I going to do now? Uh, you could start your nap early. 
So I'm serious. <laughs> wow. Bill. I'm at my, I'm at, I'm not, he's getting whacked from now on. Uh, I didn't good. whack him when he said about taking stuff for the dishwasher to like, he thinks about doing that. I thought there's an out and out lie. And I could have whacked him then, but I thought, no, I'm going to save it for the podcast. First time he interrupts me, I'm whacking him. And I did. And from now good on, for you. that's the way it's going to be. Don't interrupt uh, my routine. It, it's on, it's on record. And I will be fast forwarding through half of that broadcast <laughs> Monday morning. because I don't need that story again. <laughs> well, so there anyway, you go. That's, that's awesome. Week. And I had a request to take my hot rod to a business and, and where I had the tires and and I did a what they took pictures and they're going to put it on their website and then where we have supper on Friday nights, they want me to drive it down and have supper in the in the in the hot rod so that they can take pictures and put it on their website and it's been raining every Friday night since. Oh and, yeah. And the last 2 weeks it's been raining. In fact, today I was going to get it out today. And every time I turn around, a cloud over it rain. I couldn't. I can't get caught in the rain, so I haven't been able to get the car out. It's and then having my routines interrupted. It's just been a rough <laughs> cotton picking week. Well, I apologize for putting your. I mean, I know Todd's not going to apologize to you for standing up, but I apologize <laughs> in, in advance. So <laughs> we'll make next week to make for sure it's a Thursday night. I don't know why it got canceled, but I do Bill, know it's all Bill. I do know, Bill, he, that you would have figured fishing before would have let me know. the podcast. I, I, oh, yeah. yeah you, no question in my mind. Yeah. You no, would have let your boy know if something wasn't going to happen. You would have done absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. No question. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Wouldn't even have crossed you, my mind. A, a, you need to walk anyway. It's part of your routine. I didn't want to mess up your routine so much, so I thought mm. if he at least walked over like we were having the podcast, his routine wouldn't be that interrupted. Well, guess what yeah, happened? Yeah. Well, everybody, hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast. The last time you're going to ever hear Dad's voice on it, and uh, <laughs> I've got my teacup in hand, just ready to say goodbye. All right, that was a good chat. I like it when you're able to give Todd a little smacking around there, put him back in his place that way. So, fortunately, yeah. everybody's got to get past all of my talking to get to that, so probably very uh, minimal people too. will hear it. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, great, great chat tonight yeah. again. Hopefully, we have uh, some successes for from the week, and we can have a, another good conversation on Thursday. And I'm looking forward to visiting with you face and face in a couple of weeks too, Bill. Yeah, me too. It's going to go well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how my shooting is going to be, but at least we can have a good visit. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward. We're shooting tomorrow. Last last scheduled interclub tomorrow. Oh yeah, we well, are. Enjoy. Yep. Righto. Enjoy, and uh, hopefully you can uh, break some targets. We'll chat, eh? No doubt. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.